This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, the WOMED is here. We are back for episode five. Woo, five. Can you believe it? Five and Already. feeling alive. <laughs> Already. <clears throat> episode five. We are talking about <clears throat> education, nursing education. Can it get more confusing? The nursing, nursing education. education. Seriously. Oh my God. There's so many different pathways. <laughs> it could be, it's the worst. It's so hard to explain. And there's so many different judgments too. Like even if people just want to stay at the bedside, like, and be just a nurse. I put just oh, in I hate that so much. Line. I hate that so much. It makes my blood boil. <laughs> Gosh. Oh my word! But we're two good people to talk about it because we really have we are. completely different educational paths. Yes, in nursing. Yeah, you took so. like the way more unconventional route, and like I just like jumped into nursing school right out of college. Yeah, I was a mess, but it all hey. worked out. <laughs> we have all had our messy periods. Oh, gosh, <laughs> such a mess. But yeah, all the acronyms, all the certification. I don't know what all- half of your um letters behind your name so I couldn't even up until my graduation I couldn't even say every letter after my name but do you remember when we were in Peru and they tried to video me saying the letters after my name I couldn't remember them yeah I can't I still have a note on my phone that says all my letters I would also like to point out though that she is very particular like you had better get her oh you're right you better get my letters right it's serious or I'll send you an email it's true (laughs) it's true because they get all messed up and I don't want it to ever, I want it to be consistent because yeah. if it's not consistent, then it's just one more reason to be confused. And I know well, a lot of people of your... look at me for my letters. Yeah. I could care. I'm, they're not as big of a deal to me, but I know that people are looking. So I like yeah. want them to be right. Well, and it's just, it's a, a very visual proof of like all of your hard work and exactly how smart you are. <laughs> oh God. I don't know about that. I think you, you can have a lot of letters and not be that smart. I'm your hype girl. You're, you are. You are. You do nice things for me. I really, really do appreciate you. But uh, yeah. So anyway, you want to kick all off right. the lubrication question all of the right. day? Get some, get us lubed up lubed a little up. for the, for the episode. <laughs> jelly. Oh Lord, she went there. She well, went there. <laughs> Surge lubed up. There we go. Surge okay. lube. Same company probably. Slip that NG down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Our luber question, luber question. <laughs> I love hey, it. I kind of like it. I Our like luber that. question. I love that. Of the day is. I made this question, so you may not know what it is actually. So I actually want you to answer it first. What is your start to a perfect day? Um, like a perfect day. Perfect day. Oh, I'd be waking up in Josh Jamel's arms. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not what I expected you to say. My perfect day is like waking up alone. Like, I seriously can't believe that that's what you said. We're so the same in so many ways, but so different in so many ways. Okay, Josh Jamel's arms and where, like where? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know. in like, uh, like a mountain cabin. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm down. I would say, uh, slide in the DMs, Josh Jamal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Can we tag? We'll tag. We'll tag. Wait, isn't he still married to Fergie? 
No. Really? So no, I, don't, got, I don't know these they things. They like separated a while ago. But oh, I get really? yeah. I wouldn't want to mess with Fergie. No, I sure. wouldn't either. <laughs> no. But I mean I do love Fergalicious. Actually, maybe they yeah, I kind of now it's coming back to maybe me. Maybe they're they like really good up. co-parents or something. I hope so. Yeah. Like Gwyneth and uh and uh Chris. What's his name? Chris, yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's doable. It is. All right. Well that's interesting. That's not what I expected to have. I'm ha- curious come out what you mouth. expected was gonna come out of my mouth. Uh, probably. I expected you to say something along the lines of what I was gonna say, like meditating with my crystals. Yeah, something <laughs> like that for real with a with your matcha latte. <laughs> like, well, I mean, my matcha lattes make all days perfect. You know, what? I should. I'm going to include my recipe for matcha. Latte. I hope you do because yeah. it's 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 probably the best one I've ever had. I've never made one that good. Well, I make them with love. You do. You make everything with love. I do. Ugh. Feels so warm and cuddly to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, mine was going to be waking up. And if I had to choose a place other than my own home, it would be in, I I visit this place in Cody, Wyoming. that's like just desolate and I yeah. love it. So it would be waking up in Cody, Wyoming with a cup of coffee. And if there was Wi-Fi cruising <laughs> through all of like the news entity, it would be a Sunday morning cruising through all the news entities on my iPad. Like I love to like go through and like read the New York Times, read NPR, read the Washington Post, read the Huffington Post, like go through them all and just sit there until like 9, 10, 11 o'clock without the world to bother me. What? You're making a face. Why are you laughing? Oh my God. She just like burps all the time. This girl is so gassy. I was trying to wait till you were done. Like, oh, I was like, why are you in that face? You look like you're in pain. <laughs> no, I was just trying to swallow. That's okay. Do what you gotta do. All right. You just, she's like really good looking, but she burps a lot. Like a whole lot. <laughs> okay. Bringing it back around. Okay. Nursing education. Nursing we're education. Back. We are back. Oh my god! I'm wiping tears off of my eyes. Right now. <laughs> You're a mess. I'm You're such mess. a mess. So I feel like from an early age, like I've spoken about this before. I always knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to uh, always be in that profession, and uh, realized that nursing was the avenue for me. I think like in high school, like early high school, and like nursing specifically, I should say. I- clarify. And I just started looking at all of the schools within my area. Um, well, in like Wisconsin, uh, that had, were you going to burp? I did. I started looking at all the schools and stuff in my area that had really good nursing programs. And I settled on, um, Viterbo university. So like I had gotten into a bunch of schools. I got into every college I applied to. I mean, like, I didn't apply to Yale or anything like She's that. She's smart. But, but, yeah, I'm smart. Yeah. Um, brains and beauty and... Brains and beauty and motivation and boss and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapped up into one. Uh, but I went to Viterbo University in Wisconsin, and they had, um, like, the best nursing program and probably still do. It's just a really wonderful nursing school. Um, so I started my... <clears throat> I started my career or my nursing education right away. So at Viterbo, I had to do, um, you weren't technically like in the nursing program until your sophomore year and you had to get really good grades and like make sure you were like top of the class um, your freshman year to be accepted into the soft, into mm-hmm. <clears throat> the nursing program. 
I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know your quality. You're at a quality place if yeah. that's the case. And there were there was like a four-year track and there was a five-year track. And I was on the four-year track. And I attribute that to my amazing friends in nursing school that we spent countless nights at like Perkins studying like Perkins Perkins you know you're in the Midwest when when you study, you study at Perkins, Perkins at 11 o'clock at night to like that. 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> over I pie and mozzarella amazing <laughs> um but uh but I did go for my BSN and I got my bachelor's of science in nursing in four years and I jumped right into um I got hired right into the NICU um, oh, that's, and that's like hard to do. And a lot of nurses want to know how to do that. Did you yes. have like any special NICU classes or did you do like a practicum in, in the NICU or anything I did like an that? internship. So oh, really? the year before I graduated, um, th- that summer before, uh, there was an internship being offered at the hospital I worked at as a CNA. So I also worked as a CNA, like my last two years of college and, um, and I spent the summer working in a NICU. Um, and I knew, like, I just really wanted to focus on pediatrics. And so when I was starting to apply for jobs, I just really put all my enter- I put all my energy into applying at, like, children's hospitals and, like, teaching hospitals. And, like, I, like, literally only submitted my applications to pediatrics and NICU. So you basically, to sum this up, just worked really hard and mm-hmm. – Worked as a CNA, which got you a connection for an internship. Yeah. Which then got you into the NICU right after graduation. Does that, is I that think about it, right? I think it definitely helped. Um, but it's not impossible. Like, if you want to work in, like, pediatrics or L&D or, or anything like that right after school, like, I really encourage you. Most large campuses are doing um, – have, like, internship programs for new graduate nurses. And they give you, um, like, an overview, like, you're oriented to several units on the hospital, and then you're placed where you fit best. That's actually really nice Yeah, they're doing that these mm-hmm. days. I know they're doing, like, ICU internships for mm-hmm. new grads, which I think is a really good thing, too. Yeah. Like a six-month internship, just because there are so many new grads these days that, like... Well, and it's a good way to get your feet education. wet, too, in a very high stress environment mm-hmm. um and it's it's scary I was I was scared shitless oh my god at me work too. like like probably the first year and a half two years me too um and and I feel like if there isn't like a small measure of like fear every time we go into work fear helps us recheck mm-hmm. ourselves help it helps us like recheck meds like take an extra look at our patient like re Remeasure that abdominal girth, you know, like you should be scared. Yeah, yeah. you should. You should um, be scared. For but sure. also, you start pulling and like learning from like your past experiences and stuff, and you can start to pick up on things more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. no, that's great. And you have said this before, but you worked or work. Tw- you've worked twelve years, mm-hmm. right? In the NICU. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I. Um, what else was I going to ask you about that? I don't know. I bl- Did you ever get your NICU, like, certification? Did you ever go on and get that? 
I did not get my NICU certification. Isn't there one? Is there I a think, NICU certification or something like that? Ooh, I, I feel like there's a there's certification a, there's like for a everything. There's like a critical care PEDS certification. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, PCCN or something? Yeah, something I can't, like I can't that. Remember. Um, I can't remember. And I do plan on going for yeah. that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I've waited so long. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly. I'm not like, a good test taker. I got my CCRN, but I got it more so I could get into grad school. Yeah. You know, there wasn't really any other. There, there are a couple of reasons I would get it, but I was more motivated to get it, to get into grad school. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the hospital that I worked in at the time paid you $150 extra a month if you had it. So I was very motivated to get it. So that's another thing. If you are thinking about going for like an advanced degree in nursing, a lot of hospitals will at least give you like a, um, like a break on like your student loans or give you extra money or, mm-hmm. or give you a loan to go through it. If like you uh, agree to work for like so many years at the clinic that or like at the hospital that mm-hmm. helped put you through school. There are so many different routes mm-hmm. and ways about it for sure. You just have to like have the energy to explore through it. You yeah. Know? I didn't do the best initially doing that. I did better once I got to grad school, like figuring, mm-hmm. figuring all of that out. But Mine was just so all over the place, like in comparison to yours. Like you had such a direct path. How old were you when you started working your first job? I was 21. Oh my God. And I also find it interesting that you and I both worked. I started in adult ICU and mm-hmm. you started in neonatal ICU, yeah. like right as new grads. And uh, there are so many people that say that that's not a good idea, but you and I both did it. And I think there's probably a difference in the two of us. Like I also had a tech job in an mm-hmm. ICU. Worked, I worked as a tech. And then um, I also had my final practicum in an ICU as well. Um, and I just, I don't know if I was like good at dealing with stress or like mm-hmm. what was so attractive about that area to me, but it just like felt right. So it worked out. I never left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I changed ICUs, but I like never left. But. Well, and if I wanted to leave the NICU and pursue like a career with like adults or something, most it's just it's a relearning process, and that's mm-hmm. the thing about nursing is you are always learning. If you're going to leave and like start a new job in like a different unit, you're going to be trained on that unit for at least three months. You're before, like almost a new nurse again, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it's not impossible. We have tons of people that come from adult ICUs and are like, I'm just really ready to try something else. And it's they're they're scared, but they're relearning a whole new way of assessing and like new uh, medications and the smaller doses of these medications. Like it's yeah. I can I commend people. <laughs> I do too. I mean, I think that's like one of the coolest things about being a nurse. There is always a job in something. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever get tired in the adult ICU, I know I can find something else. Even as a nurse yeah. practitioner, like with different hours, mm-hmm. maybe still cardiac, like just more of a daytime schedule. Like I know yeah. I could find something else if I wanted to. So it's like really nursing's great for that. It's very flexible. Mm-hmm. But um so Walk me through your path again. Well, so so I didn't decide that I wanted to go to nursing school until after my first bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. which was in advertising and public relations. 
had a bunch of fine art credits as well. Which a lot of people do that, though. They go and they get their first degrees and then they're like, I don't really like this. I'm going to go back to nursing school. Yep. In the the bachelor's. So then I ended up doing an accelerated bachelor's program. So I had to take, I had a bachelor's of the arts like initially. So Mm -hmm. I had to take some prereqs. I had to take micro, physiology, anatomy one and two. Um, All of those had to be taken before I got into nursing school. And then I think I took another biology class. And then my program was also extremely competitive. Like you couldn't, they only admitted like 20 people or maybe mm-hmm. 30. I My memory is like foggy with that. But I do know that I applied once initially while I was taking my science classes. And um, my GPA was like a 3.6 something and I didn't get in. So not only did I, I got A's in all of those science classes and then I had to retake sociology 101, which I had taken my very first semester of college and I got a B in it because I didn't care when I was getting my first bachelor's. I just didn't Mm. care. Like I barely went to class. It was such a mess. So I did initially care. So then I had to retake that class um, and get an A in it. And then when I applied the second time, I had like a 3.83 and that's all they based it on was GPA, nothing else. You didn't get an interview. It wasn't based on like your extracurricular activities or your job or your previous degree. It was like GPA only and they cut off. And I think the cutoff for my admission progress or process was like 3.75. Like everybody was very serious about what they were doing in my program. So my accelerated program, once I got in, was like 18 months. And at six months in, you could start working as a tech. So I started working as a tech in an ICU, uh, like two days a week, two shifts a Mm -hmm. week, not full 12 hour shifts, but after class we could come in and work. So I did that. And then, uh, I got my final rotation in the cardiac medical ICU. And I liked that better than where I was working as a tech. So I started my first job there and then I had to move and relocate, uh, in Oklahoma. And that's when I started cardiac surgical ICU and I really, really liked it. And I stuck in that for another uh, five years, but moving around to different hospitals. I decided that I wanted to go back to grad school and it took me a little while to figure out what area I wanted to stay in and figure out what type of nurse practitioner I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I quickly decided that I didn't want to leave the ICU, so I needed to become an acute care NP. And... uh, One of the reasons I ended up on the East Coast was because the school that I applied to was in this program called the Academic Common Market, which people should look into if they haven't yet. So basically, I was an Oklahoma resident, and they did not have an acute care nurse practitioner program in the entire state of Oklahoma. Yeah. So the entire state, they only had a family nurse practitioner program, and... um they didn't have a DNP and I wanted a DNP. So maybe they had an acute care NP program, but it was not a DNP. Mm-hmm. So basically I went through this whole thing where I submitted, they had all of these states and I just was like, I want to go as far North as possible. Yeah. And Maryland was the farthest North. And, um, I didn't want to have to take my GRE. Maryland didn't require GRE at the time. I tried and to study for a GRE once. I, I just didn't like, want to. I was just like, for this hot, is- yeah, for a hot second, I wanted to go and do, um, via crna oh yeah and i was like i just i don't want to no i yeah. like being at the bedside and- i didn't want to take any more prereqs either so i wanted to make sure that my classes already were in line so i found this school and it was ranked it was the highest rank i applied to multiple schools actually and i did get into all of them also for grad school but i did not um i just like was like i just 
want to go to this one and get my DNP so I don't feel like I have to go any further after I graduate. And uh, yeah, so I got into it and um, started. It was a four-year program. I worked going through it. And then I also dual. So it was, there was an extra semester in my program to become a clinical nurse specialist. So I just did that as well. So I dual board certified as an acute care NP and then an acute, I mean, an adult geriatric uh, clinical nurse specialist as well. So anyway, so that's that. So that's what I ended up doing. And then I've been working as an NP since the end of last August, 2018. So, and it's been great. It's been a very stressful learning process, but it's been, um, it's been really good. So, um, and with that being said, like the transition to that school in Maryland. So I had in-state tuition there, but because it was a DNP, it was still insanely expensive because it was four years and year round. And just for everyone that doesn't quite know what that acronym might be or like new nurses that might be listening. Yeah, it's a doctorate of nursing practice, and it is a – well, we'll explain later what it is. But um, <laughs> basically, the one thing about that – so I was going year-round, so it was insanely expensive even though it was a public school. However, the last two years I was there, I figured out how to become a research assistant, which saved me like thousands. I don't even know how I fell into that job, but it was perfect. I worked 20 hours a week in additional to, to my bedside job, and then um, – I got all of my tuition covered for the remaining the semesters. Holy. I just had to pay the fees. So I was paying like, oh, I don't know, $5,000 a year or something in fees. Mm-hmm. And then I had to pay my living expenses. So yeah. the majority of my student loans that I accrued in grad school were my first two years, which sucks because it yeah. was like $80,000 just from the first Ooh. two years. Thank God I got that position as yeah. a research ass- assistant. Um, and then after that, I pretty much paid for it out of pocket mm-hmm. um, because I could afford it because I was still working. Yeah. But, and then I got a stipend too for that 20 hours a week that I worked. Very minimal, but it was something. So thank thank the Lord for that job. Like it saved my life. But that's something that people should look into too if they yeah. go to grad school. The whole like – taking money from the hospital didn't work for me because they were only giving like $5,000 a semester for uh, a year of work. So I would have had to stay in Baltimore city for like four or five years after like, I couldn't do that. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. So it was a long route, but here I am. Proud of and you. yeah, thanks. I'm proud of you. Work. I mean, you worked at the bedside for 12 years, yeah. still work at the bedside. So I just, here's a question. Um, how do you feel there's some nurses that will go straight from nursing school into their graduate programs? So I've gone back and forth on this. Uh, Without working at the bedside first. Yeah. So Or working at the bedside while going through school. I think, uh, one, I have to clarify that I think it takes a very special person to be able to do that because I've seen it. I've seen it be done, but I've seen it be done in a program that was the best nursing school in the country. Mm-hmm. So I have seen nurses graduate from Johns Hopkins, which is always, which has been ranked number one many years in a row. I think maybe there were two this year, but it's always been ranked very highly. So I've seen nurses from Johns Hopkins graduate with their BSN or like they're graduating them with an MSN now, which is kind of stupid, but that's, we can talk about that later too. But anyway, 
So then they have gone into, they've signed up for an automatic admission into a nurse practitioner program. These nurses were doing a family nurse practitioner program for one. Uh, so it was different, but they were working in the ICU full time and then doing this master's over the course of, I believe, four years. So it was a very, wow. very slowed down master's program, very well thought out, very well established. And the students had a ton of support through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the only instance that I could back up saying that I think that that's an okay idea. Otherwise, they're still like working at the bedside. They're still working at the bedside. They're very supported by their faculty. Mm -hmm. So far, I have yet to see another good example of nurses being able to do that. And these students, you know, not to say that we're all different, but we're all different. I mean, these are some of the smartest students that have (laughs) been admitted. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, these are people who. Many of them have already had degrees. They've already had life experience. Mm -hmm. They've been admitted to the best school in the country. They have very high GPAs. They're used to working very hard. You know, these are like, quote unquote, special-ish students that were able to do this. Um, Me personally, would I have been able to go to nurse practitioner school right out of nursing school? Oh my gosh, no. Not even a chance. I was so stressed acclimating to the ICU I didn't even know if I wanted to stay in the ICU or what a nurse practitioner did or what a CRNA did or a clinical nurse specialist. I had no clue. I was so So, ready for a break. Like nursing school is no freaking joke. And then passing boards. It just like never stops. No. You never get a break. So I am in general not a proponent of that at all. I think you should work at the bedside at least two to three years before you consider. I don't – I think it's almost impossible to know – what you're going to do. And I also speak for like the whole crop, which a lot of people aren't going to like what I'm saying right now. But if you get into being a nurse practitioner, we are heavily scrutinized. You will be scrutinized so much more than like a physician because you are a nurse practitioner. And I am very protective over the tribe of nurse practitioners and nurses. And I want them Mm -hmm. to be excellent because you have to be excellent or people will nitpick you say that your care is not adequate, you know, all these things. So I want you to be great. And I think in order to be great, you need to be working at the bedside first. Yeah. So that's my motherly opinion, like my (laughs) tough love that nobody's going to like, but that's how I feel. I don't know. How do you feel? Oh, I feel the same way. I feel like you need not only to get like your feet wet working as a nurse and seeing what it's actually like, but I feel like it helps make you a really understanding good part of the team like Mm -hmm. like you like you know where you started from and like now you've grown and like taking your education further but like you know what it's like working as a nurse yeah and I think that's really important and the humanity part of being a nurse is huge Mm -hmm. learning how to care learning how to empathize learning how to work on a team Speak with patients. And be good with, with people. Families. Yeah. It's, that's why people love nurses and mm-hmm. nurse practitioners because we are supposed to know how to relate to the patient. And, yeah. you know, there's this old quote by William Osler who was a physician who started Johns Hopkins. He's like very famous, like one of the founding fathers of medicine. And he said uh, something to the fact of listen to the patient. He or she is telling you the diagnosis. If you can sit down and talk to a patient and really empathize and really listen, you can get an answer of what the diagnosis is. And I actually think, you know, nursing is a lot about that. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know how to sit down and talk to someone or relate to someone, you're not going to get that far. And so bedside experience is super important for that. Yeah. I just so. feel like it helps you empathize better, not even just like with the patients, but I just feel like it helps you empathize better with like the entire healthcare team. Yeah, I totally agree. Very important. Yeah. Teamwork. It makes the dream. It work. makes it a lot easier. <laughs> it does. And I do want to interject. Like there are so many amazing doctors and stuff that I have worked with over the years too that do have an amazing bedside manner. Oh, there are. And um, treat their nursing staff really well, um, treat their practitioners really well. And I've been lucky enough to work with some really, really great doctors. I have too. I couldn't, I could not, especially now, I could not get through my day without them. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love them and I am so thankful for the doctors who have taken the time to teach me yeah. over the years, for yeah. sure. They're amazing. The second part we really wanted to touch on was the difference between degrees and certifications. People often ask me if they should go right for their bachelor's degree or if they should do an associate's degree in nursing. And most hospitals are only hiring you if you have your BSN. But both degrees, you have to take the same NCLEX exam to to be certified as a nurse. So it's just more schooling that you that you have to have. So I've seen LPNs in like nursing home settings, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't have a lot of education. You know, where I learned more about LPNs was when I worked in Oklahoma. So like high needs areas, um, there weren't a lot of nurses. And so uh, I was one of the only BSN nurses that was around. So what I would say about that, I know a lot of associates programs uh, still are in existence. And I think in rural areas, uh, they're heavily utilized. But I would just consider like looking into what your hospital offers to transitioning mm-hmm. to a bachelor's degree because a lot yeah. of times they'll pay for it too. Yeah. So that's like a good route to take. But I would encourage everyone to get their bachelor's. Um, so yeah, but um, I know associates programs exist. I've worked with really great ASN and ADN nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to get your BSN is one way to like better yourself and the profession and, you know, as a whole. So I would encourage it just yeah. to, to knock it out and get it done, honestly, because mm-hmm. they're trying to transition uh, everyone to a BSN anyway. So you might as well just, you know, Fight be, it. yeah, be, get, get, it. get it done. Make the hospital pay for it is even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the only other thing that I think is important to mention is the difference between degrees and certifications, just like the ver- verbiage. So I get a lot of messages saying um, that I want, quote unquote, I want to be a DNP. So a DNP is a doctorate of nursing practice. There are two doctorates in nursing. You can get a doctorate of nursing practice, which is a practicing doctorate like many other professions have, or you can get your PhD like many other professions have. So um, you once you have your doctoral degree or your master's degree, you can test for an advanced practice certification, which is a nurse practitioner of any kind, a clinical nurse specialist of any kind, a certified nurse midwife, or a nurse anesthetist. So those are the four types of advanced practice nurses, but you must have a master's degree or a doctorate degree or doctoral degree to test for that exam. Um, And then to become a registered nurse, you can have your associates or your bachelor's. But Mm -hmm. as we just expect or as we just discussed, we would encourage you to just go through and knock out your bachelor's degree because it's probably going to happen at some point anyway that you have to. So, uh, but anyway, 
It's all very confusing. <laughs> there it aren't is. that many degrees you can get, but there are a lot of certifications. Yes. So. All right. Um, it's time for the Nurse D Energy. D Energy. Nurse D Energy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your D Energy moment? Um, my D Energy moment. All right. My Nurse D Energy moment is going to be the fact that I've worked at two of the leading hospitals in NICU care in the country. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. For a long time. For a long time. Seriously, there are so few nurses that can say that they've been a nurse for 12 years. Like, I think that you, I think you just need to know that. So, Well, I mean, there's a, I mean... Every hospital has their their nurses. Their gang, their original gangsters. Their original gangsters, <laughs> and I love the I love the OG nurses. Me too. Because oh. they're just a wealth of knowledge. They're the best. They're yeah. the best. Oh my gosh. They're the calmest, most badass, mm-hmm. just get it done nurses. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of you, D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine for this whole thing is just getting my DNP at the time. I actually wrote a post on my day of graduation that I felt like that's what my wedding was supposed to feel like. (laughs) Like That's how I thought I was supposed to feel on my wedding day. I was like, I am so proud of myself. Like I have not, I had never felt like that in my life. So it was definitely getting my DNP. Then I realized I had to pay off a ton of student loans and like certify. But for that one day, it it (laughs) felt really good. (laughs) Really, really good. So that's fine. All right. Okay. The Danielles are out. WOMED out. WOMED out. Thanks for uh, listening to us today. And don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you download your podcast. And you can follow us at the WOMED on Instagram and Twitter. And then our personal accounts are at DMMaltB and Nurse Abnormalities. Uh, and leave us messages, suggestions, tips, comments, whatever. We Topics will look at them. Topics you want us to discuss. Oh, yes. Yes, you want us to look into booking. Like... Let us know. We're down. We love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.